Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Nick Kale, Don Stensland, Greg Stocker, Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo here as well. Morning Mystery Movie Clip at 920. Dawn's Big Three at 9.30, part due of the cut sheet, as well as our Disney keyword, coming up at 9.50 this morning. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. So a lot of stuff that we've discussed this morning. If you missed any of the show, download the Odyssey app, hit up the Rewind feature. Uh, Biden's border disaster, the latest numbers uh, in our big take this morning, uh, as well as uh, Gold Bar Bob's defense. Uh, he's playing the Cuba card. We discussed that. Also, the update to the Perkyoman Valley School District student walkout, which involved uh, a few bomb threats via email. And uh, surprisingly, Hillary Clinton and AOC saying things that I agree with. All of that this morning leading up to a great cut sheet. So if you missed any of it, download the Odyssey app or go back and watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. And also, don't forget, um, at the website, when you go to enter the keyword, just stop on by the merch store. Yeah. Kale & Company t-shirts, mm-hmm. coffee mugs, hoodies. We've got Dom Time, Krasner Land Stuff, Zioli Army, the Dawn Show t-shirt. It's a sin in the making, I believe, as well. So, um, you know, it's the holiday season. A lot of stocking stuffers that you could find on the merch store. Absolutely. It's never, uh, uh, it's never too early to start Christmas shopping. <laughs> That's right. Some start in August. Right, Dawn? Yes. Crazy sick people. Especially in this... Well, you're going to get... Look. There's supply chain issues. I know. Don't make fun of me. I'm not. And Joe, making Joe fun of you. told us you. how a supply chain works. Nobody Seriously. Knew nobody, knew, nobody knew how a supply chain worked until then. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you know? Yeah. Not a joke. Not the earlier joke. you start, the more you save. That's right. So we got to get true this. mother. Yes. By yeah. the way, if you're asking anybody to print anything, there's no paper. I don't know where they keep the, nah. ape, the paper. Oh, but we're doing our part. I was back there looking everywhere. So we don't want to cut down too many trees. I didn't have time to run. To, like, I guess it's there's on the other side of the building. There might be some. Yeah, there's literally no paper. Nope. Here. Yeah. Okay. I ran across to the other side of the building this morning and took it from like a, a salesperson that hasn't been here since COVID started. <laughs> and just took it out of his tray. I was like, I'll take refill it. Out of their it there. Yeah. Oh, for the love You're of God. You're not going to use it. So, <laughs> yeah, this is this is an office, theoretically. In, in theory. Um this is a, a wild story, uh, it, a, a little bit surprising, but not really, because this is the party of cancellation. This is the party of censorship. But uh, Real Clear Politics did an opinion research poll that found that one-third of registered Democratic respondents feel that Americans, hold on to your steering wheel, have too much freedom to speak freely. <laughs> so you know, Can, can you ever be too free? I, apparently not. Uh, you know, Kale and Company, the station, you know, we believe free speech lives here. That's one of our mantras. Uh, the poll released in September surveyed 1,000 individuals. And of those interviewed, there was a nice um, group of diverse people here. We had 377 identified Democrats, 369 identified Republican, and 255 said independent or other. And according to the survey, uh, Spencer Kimball the poll revealed who is the director for Real Clear Politics. The poll did reveal that nine out of ten respondents across the board do support the First Amendment. That being said, the Dems say you have a little too much. A little too much free speech. Which is odd because, you know, you didn't really have a whole heck of a lot of it during the pandemic on Twitter, on Facebook, on social media. If you questioned things, you were flagged, canceled, censored. Uh, you couldn't question COVID and vaccines and vaccine efficacy. You couldn't question an election. So it seems to me like you had a lot of things that you really couldn't say. And if you did, 
you ran the course of you know being shut down. We see it with Google. We see it with YouTube. Um, and they say, quote, this is agreed upon across the demographics, demographics like party affiliation, age, and race. 90% do support it. But here's where we get to the interesting uh, components to this, that Democrats more frequently favored censorship and restriction on your First Amendment rights. Uh, Kimball noted that 42% of indiv- individuals under 30 years old stated that it is more important to them that the government is able to place restrictions on speech in the interest of not democracy, but close national security. Aha. So, you know, a 27 year old young Skippy out there, eh, you know what? I like when the government kind of steps in and says, hey, yeah, yeah, you, you took it a little too far. National security. And think about this. So, Democrats want to say national security is an issue when it comes to free speech. But they don't worry about national security with the southern border. Think of all of the. You're right about that, and I I don't want to gloss over that point. Uh, but think of all of the rights and freedoms and everything we've that have been taken away from us, all in the name of national security, threats to democracy, uh, save democracy, 2024. The Patriot Act comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Depar- the creation of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Remember, yep. Pennsylvania Governor. Tom, Tom Ridge, Ridge. Yep. remember? Yep. And, and, and okay, let's duck, duck, go. It, mm-hmm. it 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 works to improve the security of the United States. Yep. Customs, border, immigration. Number one, emergency response to natural and man-made disasters, mm-hmm. anti-terrorism work, and cybersecurity. And a lot of this is twenty-plus years in the making. Yep. So since nine eleven. Since nine eleven, that's correct. Yep. Things changed forever on that day in many ways. Yeah. Um, and, and we a, all thought that was good at that time. Right, yes, no, yes. Not all of us. I mean, I think a lot of people. <laughs> Most people, yes. I'm just the vet. Like the majority of Americans thought, oh, this was horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we were antiquated. Yep. So we have to create this whole new department. Right. A lot of money. Yep. 42% under 30 say it's important to protect national security by limiting speech. Only 26% of those over 65 agree with that. uh, Read that stat again. So 42% of individuals under 30 30. stated it's more important to them that the government is able to place restrictions on speech in the interest of national security. 42% of people under 30. Only 26% agree with that 65 and older. And again, when we talk about free speech, we're not talking so much because there's two different things here. You know, the First Amendment, it, it's what the government can restrict. We're not talking about what YouTube as a company can do or Twitter or Facebook. Even though I disagree with all of that, the, you still start to run that real slippery slope of private companies and what they permit versus what the government allows. Those are two separate things. You know what they should do to all of these individuals? They should go to their social media and their phone, which they live on. And say, this would be like, let's just kind of blur out about a third of your face or your words that you're trying to communicate on TikTok or yeah. social media mm-hmm. to try to give them a sense of, and they'd be like, oh my God, like, why, why is this happening? What if you took the LMAO away from Gen Z <laughs> or the LOL or yeah. the TMI or no, the WTF? LOL is not cool. Okay. Yeah. LOL is kind of jumped the shark. It's yeah. funny too, because these are, these are, it's, is the forty two percent of of people under thirty are they Democrats or are they just is that everybody Democrats 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 okay. no, they're not even not Democrats they're just ignorant and yeah. then 
you said 26 over what? 26%, 65 or older that are Democrat, which I'm actually a little surprised by that. Let me just, let me just tell you in the Democratic Party, there's this huge divide between the, the young progressives and the older classic liberals. Classical liberals, oh, well the Bill Mars and all those yeah. guys who would never in a million years agree with what somebody under 30 is saying. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I th- I'm careful anymore to say Democrat because that's not th- what we're talking about here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new wing of the – of a, I don't even – I don't know. Is it left or just lost? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't even think it's left. Mm-hmm. I think it's just lost. The uh... – the poll found that 34% of Democratic respondents believe Americans have too much freedom to speak freely, while 14.6% of Republicans agreed. Only 22% of Democrats stated that Americans have too little freedom compared to 46% of Republicans. Which, to me, the thing that bothers me the most with all of this is, you know, yeah, okay, they, they don't think the First Amendment should be absolute, but they're scared of different thoughts. They don't like certain facts because their feelings would be squashed by the fact that you probably shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And they hate the, the marketplace of, idea, of ideas. This is the same people that they hate capitalism. They, they just, you know, everybody has to look different, but think the same. It's funny. If you really, like, if you think about it, and, you know, my grandfather was in World War II, and you think of the greatest generation there. Like if you re- like if you can imagine, you know, for the very few of them that are still around, mm-hmm. can you imagine what what they fought and and a lot of them died for mm-hmm. to see these kids under thirty? Yeah, forty two percent of them say, yeah, you know, what? we have way too much freedom. Mm-hmm. Can you? That wouldn't even have crossed their mind. Like this is what this they just said. This is what we fought for. Mm-hmm. This is what we were fighting for. For you, I want to swear so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, free speech lives here, sir. You beeps. Exactly. <laughs> Bleeps. I know. It's just, it's so, so, how far we've come since mm-hmm. that, you know, that generation. And thank, thank God mm-hmm. a majority of them are not around to see this yeah. because they would just be like, what? Like, we already did this. Yeah. We, we, I mean, you think about China and the, uh, you know, it's a police state, you know, it's state run media. I mean, we've heard the stories of how China censors things on TV from Disney and bleeps out certain things or edits certain things all in the name of trying to, you know, really narrow a message and not allow your brain to go this way or that way or to challenge this theory. And a lot of this, honestly, this starts with the young generation and then it's really promoted and advanced in universities and colleges. We gave you that story a couple of weeks ago about which colleges value free speech most Harvard is the least um, resp- uh, the least open to free speech. I, I will say this: the radical ideas have always been present in on college campuses, mm-hmm. but the radical ideas, in my opinion, have changed. Where they were fighting for, like the the radicalized uh, groups in the '60s that were fighting for, you know, to be able to speak out about what they saw as an unjust war. And and they wanted more speech. What you see today mm-hmm. are these kids that want less speech. Yeah. If, if there's a speaker that that comes up on stage that they don't like, yeah. you know, they cry to their professor. Or they they want them banned. Yeah. Or if a professor you know brings up a controversial topic for them to debate, you know, they have to go cry in their safe space. Yeah. It's such a different 
radicalized thought mm-hmm. than what the 1960s were. College was supposed to be a place where you expand your mind. Now it feels like it's a place where you narrow your thought process and just go into one specific eco chamber and then just basically eliminate everybody that disagrees with you and essentially just share the same talking points with the crowd or the circle that you're a part of, which is really fascinating. I mean, I remember like there was a high school debate team. Yeah. Do they still have debate teams yes. in high school? I'm surprised they do, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's off limits. I'd be willing to bet there's a long list of things that are <laughs> off limits. Well, I think you, I th- I can say because my kids did it and, and do it, but you usually av- try to avoid certain political areas oh. because if you trigger, you don't know which judge is going to get triggered. Mm-hmm. And so generally speaking, they're, you know, we always, we always tell our kids like, just eh, avoid politics. Right. In general. Unless, po- unless policy, yes. Right. Politics, partisan politics, not not a great topic. Unless your sons want to wear Kale & Company shirts to school, which we, which <laughs> yep. we encourage. But talk policy and issues rather than partisan issues, mm-hmm. and that generally is okay. And speaking of that, I mean, we, you know, earlier you talked about what happened at Perky Oman, you know, Valley High School and that yeah. walkout. I think that maybe 30-something, you know, 25 to 30-something generation want you know, less free speech or what have you, the kids who've endured these mandates and they've felt and seen the results and the mental health issues and the lockdowns and the mandates and how it's crazy, I feel that the generation in the future that will be more conservative, particularly, and we know this about teenage males, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I'm, I have teenagers, so... Yeah, they're trending that way. They're all trending toward looking at the mandates and looking at arbitrary government rules when governors and, you know, and politics and all of that had way too much control Mm -hmm. and what they did and how it went wild and crazy. Well, they want freedom and they want common sense. They want freedom. Let me just say this, that if the females are trending liberal... The males will trend liberal as well just to get They're not. Nope. Laid. It's not true. <laughs> okay. Well, they might say anything, but they're not thinking anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Teenage, they might say- Teenage they, boys are still teenage boys, you know? Yeah. They, they, th- they think with one head. Well, I would say- <laughs> Mustard. That, <laughs> oh, God. I would say they might say- They might not- That's that's the other piece of this. Mm-hmm. The reason some of this is is not, not healthy- is that you can't speak your mind if you're a teenager. Yeah. If you're any teenager right now, look at Perky Omen, look at how they're being canceled yeah. and how they're being portrayed in the media right now. Right. And so these high schoolers right now, they are learning important life lessons. To my opinion, whatever they're doing, they are more likely to be motivated to get into, and I, I just pray they get into the public service or get into professions where they are l- actual leaders. Yeah. Not just community organizers, but actual leaders. That's right. 921. Yes. Live on this Tuesday morning. Let's get to the morning mystery movie clip. Yes. Let's yes. do that. <laughs> Let's fire that bad boy Sorry. up. Well, that was- <laughs> and now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. That was like a married for, the- for a long time. Yes. <laughs> All right. Everybody settle now. Frank tells me you're the man, Andre. Yeah? He says your guys are incredibly loyal toward you. They'll do anything you say. So if you tell them to put the guns down, lay down on the floor with their hands behind their back, they'll do that, won't they? Indulge me, Andre. Tell them to lay down. 
very much. There you go. Mr. Pushkin thanks you very much. We're going out of business. Closing down shop. Mr. Pushkin thanks you very much. There you are, sweetheart. You go. You're welcome. Please accept these parting gifts on behalf of Mr. Pushkin. <laughs> Think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210 and you could win this great prize. Oh, another four pack of tickets to the Battleship New Jersey in Camden, New Jersey. If you can identify that movie clip, call our 12 855-839-1210. It came out nine years ago today. Wow. Led by one of my two or three favorite actors of all time. By the way, if there's ever a reason to watch YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT, yeah. it's because we play the movie clip. We're giving it. it away to you. I was like, I was watching that and I'm like, oh, we started doing this. Cool. I know. Unsolicited, by the way. Good job to the boys in the back for that. Nice Thank you. work. Caller 12-855-839-1210. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, 855-839-1210. Dawn's Big Three coming up in just a few moments. Part due of the cut sheet. Disney keyword. Who won Twitter today? What's on tap for the Dawn Show? Don't touch that dial. They still have dials. That was like a 1987 thing by me. Yeah, they still have dials. They're coming to you live on the 12, 10 a.m. dial. <laughs> Going from left to right across your radio dial. Touchdown! Uh, let's get our morning mystery movie clip winner in here. We've got Amy, and I believe she knows exactly the clip we played for you just a few minutes ago. Amy, good morning. What movie did we just air for you? Good morning. It is Equalizer, part one. That is correct. My guy, Denzel Washington. Nice job out of you, Amy. Four-pack of tickets to the Battleship New Jersey in Camden. We thank you for playing, and certainly thank you for listening. Thank you very much. You got it, Amy. In and out. Winner. Boom. Not very excited. Nah. Well, you know, nuts and bolts. Give me me my four-pack, she said. A lot of women uh, winning over the last couple of days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. How do you feel about that? I love it. You do? Yeah, I love it. Okay. You know, we're we have a lot of men listening. Yeah, lots of men listening. Got to mix uh, it up a little bit, right? But, but it's nice to it's nice to hear the women representing. That is right? correct. Because yeah. the women correct. are smarter and faster, clearly. Mm. Well, yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's or, science. Or, or they have the same uh, m- movie taste that our associate <laughs> producers do. We're <laughs> young men, which says a lot about our producers. <laughs> But Equalizer, great movie, and uh, big fan of Denzel Washington. By the way, before we get to Dawn's Big Three, uh, mm-hmm. there's some debate going on in the Uh-oh. YouTube chat. Dawn, are you um, are you drinking coffee out yes. of a, uh, a a glass? Yes. She's been known to do that from time to time. It's a it's a pint glass. Yeah, it's a beer glass. Yeah. How do we feel about that? Do you do that at home? Put no. that up on the YouTube. Uh, put that it's up on my the YouTube one thing. Chat. Yeah. What's your one thing? Yeah. She goes instead of the kale and coffee, uh, kale and company coffee mug instead of a yeti. Instead yeah. of oh, by the, the coffee way, cups here. Mm-hmm. She goes glass. If this, if this huge, like beer style mug were full, yeah. Believe it or not, and it, it's an optical illusion, but the kale and company cup, I could pour the whole full thing. Yeah, it would fit. Right, that's the best size. What? Way without somebody getting triggered that I'm trying to say something well, else. Well, the, the Kale & Company mug is 15 ounces, yeah. and that glass you have is a pint, so that's probably 16, yeah. so it's almost identical. Yay, uh, let's let's yeah. do a uh, let's do a poll, Daniel, if yeah. you will. Yay or nay. Um, Dawn's uh, holding her cups up, by the way, <laughs> on YouTube. See? Dawn, my you better cup, keep your mouth closed. My cup runneth over. 
<laughs> and she's got lipstick on both of them. Oh, yeah, I see the lipstick too. Uh, D- Daniel, yay or nay? Uh, coffee in a glass pint. Yeah. See, you don't do this at home, right? No. D- doesn't it burn your hands? No. Pint glass for coffee, yay or nay? That is I don't up. know why. I just started YouTube, it years ago, and I don't know why. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT to see it. I'm going to put nay. Yeah. Uh, you're you're winning at 62, uh, 60% right now, Don. And by the way, too, speaking of drinking out of cups that you usually don't drink out of. 50-50 right now. I came to the realization I don't have any wine glasses at my house. Um, I've got beer glasses and pints. I've got shot glasses. I've got my bourbon rocks glass. Um but I got I grabbed a bottle of Cabernet two weeks ago. I was in the mood for a little red wine, and I realized I didn't have any wine glasses. You, you got to go stemless wine glasses, by the way. Okay, way better. Yeah, I didn't have any of them. Okay, so I just drank them out of a, the same thing Dawn's drinking coffee out of. I just drank wine out of that. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to fill the whole damn thing up at sixteen do you, ounces. Do you need Do you need counseling? Do you need No, I need, need I, need help. Help, I need help filling out my house with like the accessories that a person should have. <laughs> Like it like, needs a woman's touch. I have no. I I don't have any pot holders either. I realized that I was boiling pasta two days ago. I'm like, I don't have a pot holder here. I am. What am I doing with my life? I'm smelling sponsorship opportunity. Oh my yeah. god! Re- so many things. Remake. You know how they used to have that show Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, yeah. where like you know you could do makeovers. You don't need a makeover, but yeah. we need to like make your house over. Yeah. Give it the like the woman touch. Right. When I say I'm a minimalist, I really am. Yeah, I have the bare essentials. Maybe we can. Maybe there's a sponsor out there that wants to remake your house and make sure you have the bare essentials. Because I think those guys are meeting around about 15 minutes from now. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Um, By the way, the pint glass for coffee, uh, uh, nay, at 62%. Truthfully, I just didn't want to get the Kalen Company cup because I hold it up all the time. Yeah. I just didn't want to get it dirty. Well, it's on my... I have one right now. It's holding uh, pens on my desk. I'm just like, well, this is not doing anything for me. I need to promote, so Mm -hmm. I have to make sure I bring it in here. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, do we have an update on the hoodies? Because it's almost hoodie season. I'm going to need to wear the hoodie. Yeah, I know. Product placement this, you know. You will get hoodie soon. Pimp the merch out. Just relax. Yeah, we've got to get these people to buy them. I know. Just relax. It's, I mean, hoodie season's a great season. Who doesn't love a nice hooded sweatshirt where it's I like know. 52 degrees? Well, great. coming in in the morning, it's that yeah. this week. Yeah. I think we will see like a second summer. We're not supposed to say Indian summer anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we will, I think starting Sunday, we'll see a second summer. Richard Nataro says, so what Dawn Stenzel is trying to say is that size does matter. In a <clears throat> coffee cup. In a cup, because it's bigger than a normal cup. All right, 9.33. Let's uh, pivot away from this before I say something and uh, make a little transition to Don Stenzlin for the Big 3 at 9. It's the Big 3 at 9 on Kalen Company. So number one, yes, we do have two individuals, and this was a breaking news story, a developing story, two individuals near the White House found with some kind of ammunition, kind of a bizarre discovery. But, of course, President Joe Biden today will be standing in Michigan on the picket lines. This is the first time that anybody knows of in history where an, a sitting U.S. president is actually joining a strike picket line. Mm. So, uh, But Biden will quickly move in and move out because <clears throat> Trump there is tomorrow during oh. the while well, the GOP group is in the Reagan Library in California. Okay. So a lot of moving parts with POTUS, former POTUS etc. Okay. I do want to take you to this uh, free 
this free lunch or not a free lunch program, and it's a controversy in about school lunches in Deptford in South Jersey. And, and so they've, we've talked about this for years where this happens, where there are, you know, kids who can't afford or for whatever reason the parents aren't paying for the student, you know, for the school lunch. And then some school districts or private schools actually have a program where if they know the person has need, they just wipe it out and they never embarrass the kids, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. In New Jersey, they have, it's called the Hunger Free Students Bill of Rights. So it prohibits schools from serving alternate meals to students with any delinquent meal accounts. Now, if you remember this in the past, what they would do is they would serve for free kids who, you know, maybe they can't afford it or their parents haven't paid, but they didn't want to turn kids away. Right. So they would give them peanut butter and jelly or tuna fish. Mm-hmm. And then those kids were like, oh, you're the stinky tuna kid. Mm-hmm. You know, and they would find, I used to sit you know next to the stinky are. tuna kid. Yes. <laughs> I love tuna fish, for I the do, record. So but, do I. Right? But, it, you know, kids are going to be kids, yeah. and they're going to say stupid, mean stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this one now is the latest one. So they created an entire state of New Jersey policy where you can't basically create, you know, a special free meal for kids. Yeah. You have to serve them what all the other kids have. Okay. So now the state has ordered this particular South Jersey district uh, late last week to suspend its policy because the Deptford School District, it was it got in big trouble because it was cracking down on these unpaid school lunch accounts. Okay. So this is an ongoing story. They're trying to say, no, you've got to pay. And so now this has ignited all this debate. The Department of Agriculture is now involved. It oversees the Jersey School Program oh, lunches. So I know there are meetings and there there's a school board meeting. The school board rescinded the policy, said it's going to revise it to comply now with New Jersey state regulations. I mean, this is a whole thing. Yeah. But I just wanted to update you that they have now revised it. However, what are they supposed to do? You know, they've got like $77,000. How do they pay for that? Where okay. does that come from? Right. That's wow. the big question. And here, you know, the school the school lunch was always an interesting uh, thing as a child growing up. Were you, uh, Dawn, your kids, Greg, yourself, um, were you a, a packer or were you a buyer? I was a packer uh, up until high school, and then once I got to high school, I became a buyer. Buyer. Uh, but, mu- I mean, truth be told, hopefully my parents aren't listening, um, I, I... Skipped lunch. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was very rarely... You were off campus lunch. grounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely I was always, packed it. I was a packer yeah. as well, except for pizza, hoagies, and was chicken patty wasn't bad, and the taco boat wasn't bad. Yeah, taco yeah. boat? Where did you go to school? The Taj Mahal? East, no. Easton. Easton. Yeah, okay. taco boats, yeah. All right. Yeah. Remember Johnny Marzetti they used to have? It was like their version of lasagna. Always sucked. Then the, then if your kid goes to private school, that like at Germantown Academy where my youngest son goes, they have like sushi. I mean, it's yeah, better it's, food. Yeah, oh, it's, my gosh. It's, it's, it's very, like amazing. It's bougie. Well, so I mean, then I get I this mean, bill on my credit card. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, for what tuition costs there, they should. So right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should get salmon and fresh tuna. <laughs> Which is why my husband and I will forever work like five jobs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, I think so as far as this goes, and I've been in that position where as a volunteer mom at different events, if a kid comes up and they're thirsty or hungry, I'm going to pay. Like, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm not going to. It's hard to nobody's deny, gonna a kid deny. Have a kid yeah. go hungry. Yeah. And there yeah. are kids, you know, who they they live with their aunts. They, you know what I mean? There, there are all kinds of circumstances yeah. that is nobody's business. M- to my belief, 
the issue here is that that you can apply the issue in Deptford is they're saying all the parent has to do is apply for this. And there were some issues with people who are not here legally mm-hmm. and therefore they don't want to fill out any paperwork. Ah. So it's it's that issue going on mm-hmm. and impacting. This is another one of those, you know, fueling the southern border issues yep. that you have communities where all the kids are going to school. Mm-hmm. And the schools have come out and said, we don't ask. We don't, we're not going to report you to ICE, but there's such a hesitation and mistrust and yeah. distrust that some of this now is spilling over into these issues. Because if they apply for it, they're going to get a free lunch. Sure. So that's not the issue. Let's just go back to the good old days where people, uh, you know, took the lunches from the nerds. It's like my lunch. Shake it down. That's me. You're going to eat those fries, Junior? I didn't think so. That's not right. Give me your can of Surge while like, I'm at it. Mm, this tuna salad looks good. And you mm. open it up and you smash it in their face. Yeah. Ah, oh, the good old days. Remember Johnson's lunch in the breakfast club? He had all the fi- the major food groups represented. <laughs> Who's your dad? Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Sorry. What do you do at the math club? Well, we talk about math and... What do you do at physics club? We talk about physics and properties of physics. <laughs> I might go home and watch a breakfast yeah, club today. I've movie. referenced that three times today in yeah. one show. Yeah. I need help. Speaking of uh, education, Temple has announced, Temple University announcing Richard M. Engel- Englert will serve as the temporary president. So they've he's been there for many years, but that's a, a breaking story this morning as we follow the I mean, Temple just can't catch a break with everything that's going on there. Mm-hmm. And also, the the birds made history with that score number three. I'll choose this one. That twenty five to eleven. We've never had that score. That's Jesus. kind of hard to believe. I know it's an odd number, but it's still an under. Maybe the, it's still covered. Stop, hey, dude. Next uh, Sunday's game against the Commanders. Now it's forty forty bucks on the line. For I that know. Well, what's the number? Seven and a half. Seven and a half right now. Yeah. You're on the money line, huh? Yeah, I'm not. I. I I don't like the spread in that game. Yeah, I, I, I hate seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, speaking of the Commanders, the Washington Commanders are being accused of defaming Native Americans. There we go. Yeah, we're going to actually talk about this tomorrow. I saw this. Okay. And also, the Kansas City Chiefs are dealing with pushback now that that some people want them to ch- to quit the tomahawk chop. Oh yes. So yeah, we'll be talking about that tomorrow as well. Will <gasps> well. The big question is: Is Will Taylor Swift, since she's a fraud and sellout, uh, will she do the tomahawk chop now? Oh, no. Because it's very. I would love to get a picture of her doing. Oh, that. Oh, I know, Taylor. You can't that would do that. Be very politically incorrect. You're offending a, a segment of the population. Yeah. I think that Taylor Swift is somebody who just she'll she's this is her dating a guy who her guy du jour. Mm. You okay. Know? I, I think that that Travis is going to get his heart, little heart broken. Oh. He was seen uh, last uh, last well after the game driving her around in his old school convertible. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 He's going to get his heartbroken. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. I think Mama Kelsey, yeah. Donna Kelsey, she knew it's it. And then it's like, oh, this one, Ed, this was a... Uh, it'll, be a it'll be a fun ride. Yeah. It'll be a fun ride, but then he'll get his little heart broken. <laughs> it's fine. Here it is. It's, it's fine. Fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> fun ride is all that matters. Um, that's all we want. And so... Uh, Crazy more, eyes. I mean, more rain on the way. She's a goer. <laughs> Killing Company News Live. Big three. All right. Thank you very much, <laughs> Dawn. Uh, I'll get away from Potty Mouth Stalker, and uh, we'll get to what's on the cut sheet part. What's on the cut sheet? I do. Sometimes I have to stop myself. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Maybe that should give me a dump button in here for you. (laughs) 
Uh, sorry, I had to I had to beep the program director. Oh, yeah. I I don't think that's ever been done before. Oh, no. Also, we went an hour and fifteen minutes from seven oh, thirty to, to eight forty-five. I don't know any other PD that's letting you do that. No. That's why I'm here. Uh, cut thirteen. I'm going to start with here, Daniel. Joe Biden uh, says that he's working with Congress to in- invest forty billion dollars in our pers- uh, Pacific Islands infrastructure initiative. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of money. Sounds like a good cause. Uh, what's the name of that initiative, Joe? Cut 13. So today I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PPI. Anyways, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> I, I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going I'm to stand not doing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> we we call it the uh, the Magnum the Magnum PIPG thing. Well, anyway, who does what the hell? It doesn't matter what we call it. We're just gonna keep spending like drunken sailors, right? It doesn't matter what we call it. We're just gonna keep spending. No, hey, just, the amount of times he throws billions of dollars around the things that the average American doesn't benefit from is remarkable. <laughs> um, uh, before we break here, Cassidy Hutchinson, you know her. She, oh, was, yeah. she was on with Rachel Maddow last night for an exclusive interview. She's the former White House aide who was the key witness in the January sixth committee. But hearings. she was never a witness. Actually, she didn't mm. witness the thing. So, oh. so, so she was on the Rachel Maddow show on uh, Monday yesterday. Uh, asked about a bunch of new passages in her book. The book is called Enough. Uh, one of them we discussed uh, about Rudy Giuliani, about how he groped her. Uh, Rudy Giuliani um, denied that. We played that clip. When asked about that, she says she stands by her statements in the book. This is cut 15. Mr. Giuliani's remark um, in response to your allegation about him, which was graphic and gross, um, was that this was a disgusting lie against him. Um, do you stand by that statement despite his pushback? I stand by this, by my statement and what I described in the book, and I agree that it was gross. There you go. You know, it's amazing to me how many times when you're selling a book, there's always like a ridiculous allegation that goes along with it outside of the book, which to me always tells me that the book's probably not worth buying unless you throw something on top of it to like drum up the interest. Well, that's that's the thing about this is that if if you're a publisher and you Cassidy Hutchinson, who's, you know, looks to me, I don't know how old she is, but she looks like she's in her late 20s, early 30s. She's, mm-hmm. a, she's a young woman. Okay. Um, what's what's so special about her? What? Why would a publisher want to write a book about her mm-hmm. or publish a book written by her? Are publishers just looking for any salacious trash they can these days? But you have to give them some, like... You have to give them something salacious. It's like, right. okay, Rudy Giuliani grew up me. Okay, cool. Right. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I have no right. idea. Yeah, we have happened, no idea. But, um, she also. She's uh, 26. She also, wow. A lot of 26 year olds writing books. <laughs> but <laughs> she, the, the critical part of this is that, to me, is that the Secret Service, when she told that story that she testified to, mm-hmm. first of all, that testimony would have been thrown out of any actual courtroom yep. because it's hearsay. Right. She's she's quoting a guy who was a guy who who right. talked to a guy. Right. That's not even there in the room no. presently. Yeah. And so the Secret Service has said there's zero point that didn't happen. Yeah. Trump was in the way back of what do they call it? The beast, right? The big presidential SUV. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have physically, like, what lurched toward. I mean, it, 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 the story yeah. didn't didn't make sense. Yeah. As far as the Giuliani thing, I hope it's not true. Right. 
um, he was surrounded. It was in a crowded area, and mm-hmm. he was indeed being led by many security that surrounded him. Yeah. But, but we do know that but undercover we, video of him with yes, the Borat. With the uh, Borat thing is yeah, creepy. Yeah, where he's yeah. like in a room with some young yes. reporter who he thinks is a young reporter, and he's like... Has yep. his hand down his pants. So, like, there's he, some, there's some creepy, there's some, some creepy yeah. stuff going on with him. To so the yeah. point that Borat, like, they run in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I will get, I will say that 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 was like, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yep. All right, that'll do it for Cut Sheep Part Two. Stay tuned. Disney keyword coming up next here on Kale and Company. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT and the free Odyssey app. I want you to join me because the last time WPHC travelers visited Italy, they discovered northern Italy. Next, we are heading south, southern Italy, on a gastronomical tour of the most beautiful coastline in the entire world, the Amalfi Coast. Join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the professionals once again from conservative tours. Nobody does it better. Hey, if I'm putting my good name on the line, I want to travel with the top, the best tour operator in all of Italy. My friends at Conservative Tours, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, among other things. And we're even going to take the high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri. Fifty-two sixty-seven. That price includes your airfare, by the way. It's, a, it's an amazing price. Luxury hotels. This is first class. Dining events that you and we are going to remember for years from now. Let's make these memories together. Call toll-free, 888-733-9494. You can go to conservativetours.com. You know that these kinds of trips, you think about the Northern Italy trip, how many of you said, oh, I waited too long, these sell out. So the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, and a chance to see the great sites in Rome, if you've never been to Rome, to the Colosseum, all of these sites, it's unbelievable. Please join me. Join me next spring in Italy, and I'll see you on the Isle of Capri. Call now, 1-888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. Time for another Disney keyword. We've done it each and every morning throughout the month of September. At 9.50 on Kale & Company, we give you a Disney keyword. You go to Talk Radio 1210's website, 1210WPHT.com, and enter the keyword for your chance to win a trip a free trip to Walt Disney World. The keyword this morning is tour. T-O-U-R. Dawn just told you about a 12-day tour yeah. in Italy. Look T-O-U-R. That. That's look, your keyword. Look at you tying in a sponsor. <laughs> Trying to tie it in every day with something that works. So I love you, buddy. All right. Uh, let's find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show and uh, what she will be exploring for the next two hours starting at 10 o'clock this morning. Oh, there's so much breaking and developing, so we got it all covered. I got to find this here. Uh, we're going to have, is it Anthony Hennon of Center Square? He's going to tell us about all things Pennsylvania. I don't think uh, we have, do we have a budget yet? And, and, and not, I'm not talking about. What, at the station? I, <laughs> I'm talking about the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Oh, Everybody keep we keep talking about, obviously, Congress on the national, the D.C. level. But in Pennsylvania, what's going on with our budget battle? And what's at stake here? Also, Pennsylvania eyes veterans' homes uh, for the advisory board and f- those food insecurity grants and the car- carbon capture potential. Uh, this is, again, we're talking about climate change, carbon programs, all of that. And so we're going to get into it. 
as well. Then coming up at 11, Phil Kirpin of AmericanCommitment.org, great columnist. So we'll talk about all things with, I mean, Phil Kirpin is fantastic as a national um, columnist. But there's also locally, there's a lot going on in Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania, in New Jersey, especially on the school board front. So we got it all covered. And remember, officer, um, soon to be fired, Officer Mark Dial in court this morning mm. as he's fighting for his freedom. Yep. He's charged with first-degree murder. His attorney's arguing that that's a ridiculous charge. He acted appropriately in self-defense. Okay. All still coming up at dawn, starting at 10 o'clock this morning. Boy. Well, you got what? feedback. No, feedback. I'm just, I'm I, I'm trying to find a, like, a who on Twitter thing, and uh-huh. I put in, you know, your handle. Yeah. You're getting a lot of uh, trolls. Oh, because- over the trolls? Travis Kelsey tweet. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the sports fans that aren't into politics are all in their feelings. <laughs> oh, man. I'll you're- just mute that conversation, and that's, like, they can tweet into the abyss all they want. <laughs> I, like, I looked in, I was just like, wow, there's a lot of hate for Nick. What did we do? Did, like, I win, oh, did I win Twitter today? You you, you might have been. So you posted a picture of Travis Kelsey yeah. in 2017, I, I guess? I, yeah, I mentioned this on the air this morning. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he was kneeling. He was one anthem. of the Kaepernick kneeling guys. And the like the Swifties are coming out like everybody's coming out after you. Ah, what are you gonna do? You know, uh, at Nick Kale on Twitter if you want to see. Facts hurt people's feelings. What can I say? You don't want Twitter, but okay, it was a good effort. By All you. right, well, let's find out who did then. Yeah, let's who won that. Twitter today? Who won Twitter? Hassan bin Soberman's Twitter. He says the best way to drink wine is to drink straight from the bottle and keep it on the brown paper bag, <laughs> Stop. so you can enjoy the bu- the bouquet. Oh, <laughs> you got to have a little bit of class and elegance when you pull out a nice red. I agree with Hassan bin Sober. I think that oh, just oh my god, you know, take a bottle of Thunderbird, <laughs> keep it in the brown paper bag, and. <laughs> Smell that bouquet. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, I can't swish it. Instead of swishing in the glass, you just yeah. like yeah. swish it like mouthwash. Yeah, there you go. It's been a while since you've gotten like this yeah. much negative reaction. Yeah, most most people that because everything I say is pretty much factually correct, and you can't dispute it. And this one is factually correct as well, but there's a lot of people in their feelings. Well, because you get a lot of people that recirculated that don't follow me, yep. and then they're like, oh, who's this guy? Let me tweet him, this this jag off over here in Philadelphia <laughs> doing this little show on this little AM station. I mean, you're just writing, or you're just showing a picture inco- of- Is there anything incorrect there? Nothing. He took a knee, the picture shows it, he promotes Pfizer, Bud Light, and dates Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's, boy, that's- that is very right wing of that Nick Kale guy. Well, I mean, he's he's like the uh, he's the guy du jour these yeah. days. Everybody wants to. Yes, you know. he's taking the mantle from LeBron James. Would would we agree that Taylor Swift is the biggest uh, uh, personality in the world right now? Yeah, I think she's surpassed Beyonce. I think she's as as big as it gets. Like you don't get bigger than her. She just right? registered thirty five thousand new voters. Yeah. Half of those people don't even know how to vote. Yep. She gets them registered. Yeah. We is gave you that story Harry from Axios. Oh, Dawn. Dawn's pretty close. Fact-checking us. Pretty close. I mean, it depends, because I think Carrie Underwood fans would say, <clears throat> but yeah, this one no. says, Taylor Swift is the Swift biggest. leads. Yeah. She sold 17.8 I mean, million albums. Underwood, 13.4. So Carrie Underwood is... You know, is pretty close, oh, but yeah. I, I'm just thinking if Carrie Underwood fans are going to go, oh, hands down. Yeah, her Eras tour mm-hmm. alone, yeah, makes her the biggest. I, w- I would in say the world. Swift, Beyonce, and Carrie Underwood about as big as it can get. Beyonce, it's not 2006 anymore, dude. Yeah, she still carries a lot of weight. Ah, uh, hmm. and don't take that out of context. Anybody. You know what? This is a thing. Taylor Swift v Carrie Underwood. So that's funny. That oh, it's a thing. 
Well, I'll do a big take on it tomorrow. Remember, no. <laughs> remember Taylor Swift? Uh, she started out as country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right, everybody Nashville? Starts out, everybody starts out as something, and then they become pop. I think that's the way it usually goes. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we're out of time. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is next. We're Three back tomorrow away. morning at 6. And as John Fetterman would say, good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.